0: What's up, Rockstars? Welcome back to the latest conversation. I'm super, super excited to share this one with you. We're talking with Kevin Thompson. He is the owner of Maximum Response Marketing. He is a member of Genius Network, which a lot of our listeners and viewers will be familiar with. Uh, He's also the creator of the Partnership Playbook, which you can check out at partnershipplaybook.com. Now, the thing that I love about this conversation is we talked a little bit about how important it is to have your clear and compelling idea down, refined into one to two sentences, uh, Kevin delivers his, and we talk about a little bit about how important that is uh, in the clients that he helps, and why uh, you know how, how impactful it is to, in other words, have that down so that you can give that in a very short, compact one to two sentences. Then we move on, we talk about strategic partnerships, which is really what Kevin has based his business around, and we talk about how to keep an eye out. And find really good opportunities for strategic partnerships and other types of joint ventures and collaborations. So he talks about you know what what those types of partnerships are, who a good strategic partner is, how to keep an eye out for them, and then if an opportunity presents itself, how do we structure that deal? How do we make sure that we are you know aligning the incentives and structuring everything so that both sides have a win-win? He also talks about why when it comes to strategic partnerships, money is often the least valuable currency. There's actually five forms of currency that go into a joint venture or a strategic partnership and money is just one of them. And to ultra successful people, it's often the least important. And we talk about what the most important thing a form of currency usually is. So these are amazing, amazing inside uh, tips and, and things that we need to know in order to structure our deals correctly, right? So that if we have an opportunity to present itself, uh, we structured in such a way that it's a win-win for both sides and that it's worth everyone's time, effort and attention because none of these things happen without time, effort and attention. And if we're not careful, strategic partnerships and joint ventures can potentially pull us away from our focus. so they need to be the right ones and they have to be structured in a way that we both that both sides get a big win out of it. And so we talk really in depth about that. So if you want to open your mind to the opportunity of collaborations that will further both sides, how do you structure them? How do you make sure that the incentives are lined up so that everybody gets what they want out of the collaboration? That's exactly what we're talking about with Kevin Thompson. So without further ado, let's bring in Kevin. All right. Well, officially, Kevin, welcome to the show.
1: My pleasure to be here, Matt. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, let's uh, so i've already kind of given people your your credentials your bona fides We know that paul edwards who was a previous guest on the show and I was on his kind of introduced us So we are a living example of kind of the networking and and relationship centric approach But you're very much in that world. I'm very much in that world. So i'd love for you to tell people Um w- when you tell people what do you do, right? What do you say?
1: Oh, really simple. We, we deliver appointments with pre-qualified clients or pre-qualified prospects rather, who want to talk about working with our clients. That's what we do.
0: Perfect. All right. So we've got a lot to say about that, right? There's a bunch of stuff we want to get into. We're going to talk about strategic partnerships, but I want to hit just real quick because one of your requirements for taking people on as a client is that they be able to do exactly what you just did. Yes. We do is very, very simple. It's X, Y, and Z, right? It's one to two sentences. So I'm curious, just from your perspective, how long did you, how long did it take you to kind of narrow things down to where it's that short and punchy?
1: Oh my gosh, <laughs> it, it took a little bit of time. <laughs> so, I mean, this has been an iterative process for sure. Uh, you know, trying different things, and uh, but yeah, it, I, I'm, I I, you know, I want to say it took a good six to eight months uh, to be able to like iterate it down to be that succinct.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm it's, curious, when, when, you, when you tell somebody that and you know they're an ideal client and you deliver those one, to two sentences, what is the reaction that you are expecting? What, what, what's the typical reaction you get from someone who ends up signing up with you as a client?
1: Uh, so you mean when I, when I say what we do, what's the typical reaction to that? Yeah. The, the right kind of client, I'm, I'm, what, what the, I want them to say is like, oh, really, how do you do that? And, uh, you know, that's the response that we want to get. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then, of course, the next question we're looking at is like, you know, OK, what needs to be in place for you to be able to do that for me? Right. And, and so we, we have identified, you know, five key things that need to be in place that if quite honestly, if those five things are not in place, it doesn't even make sense for us to talk about helping somebody.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So basically you've got, you've got something that's a very clear and compelling idea, right? There's a benefit to them that they know. Okay, great. You're going to put prospects on my calendar. That sounds amazing. Like that sounds awesome to all of us. Okay. First learn more. Like how do you do that? Right. So what's the unique mechanism? And then the second thing is, okay, well, if that, if you're going to do that and that sounds amazing, then right. What do I have to have in place to actually, you know, be positioned to do that? So to me, one of the things that I look for is that when, when we know we've had our clear and compelling idea, and we know we have those one to two sentences nailed down, those are the types of reactions we should get. It should be like, holy cow, I didn't know that was possible. We, I've, got, I've got to learn more about that. And do I qualify, right? I love that part of it because like, it's immediately aspirational. It immediately gets them thinking, oh, man, I wonder if my business qualifies to have that done for me. That's a great, it's a very powerful position to be in as like the owner of a, of a service agency.
1: Yes, yes,
0: yeah. absolutely. I love that. So lots of lessons. I just wanted to unpack that briefly so that so the people that are working on kind of refining and sharpening their clear and compelling idea Like it took you, you know, six to eight months to narrow things down Like that is that is an iterative process and you just keep hammering away at it until you get it down to where you get the reaction that you want And that's when you know you've got it. Yes. Yeah, so I love that so let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about the strategic partnerships because we were we were introduced by Paul Edwards and we've talked a lot uh, about that with him. But you've got this kind of wealth of experience with strategic partnerships. But I, I want to get a little bit more of an understanding of what you mean when you say a strategic partnership uh, or a strategic partner. Who is that? What makes somebody a good strategic partner?
1: Yeah. So you know, I'll first kind of you know give you my definition of strategic partnering because you know it's it's really really simple, Matt. You know, strategic partnering is just collaboration between like-minded people so that you can combine the resources that you have and produce far better results together than either of you could possibly achieve on your own. And that's all strategic partnering is. And gotcha. there's a whole lot of you know, uh, misconceptions, misunderstanding around it and what it is. But like in the simplest of terms, that's all strategic partnering is.
0: Okay. So is the do you feel like that is a mentality that comes naturally to you? Is it something that you consciously try to cultivate?
1: Uh for me, this what I've discovered over the years is yes, this for me it comes naturally. For a lot of other people, it does not. <laughs> and, so, and, and uh, you know, I, I come out of the the you know, internet world for so long mm-hmm. and and the the team the you know, I I'm in this uh mastermind group called genius network with this guy, Joe Polish. And uh, the first time I ever shared in that group, which you know, that group's got a lot of high level people in that yes, group. And and the first time that I spoke in that group and, and was talking about joint ventures, strategic partnering, I was met with blank stares by half of the room because they just, wow. so many of them just didn't understand it. Huh. And, okay. uh, but yet, you know, I have been doing this stuff for years. And yeah. and like I said, you know, that's... What, in fact, my very first strategic partnership ever was back in 2003 with Joe Polish. And, okay. and it just completely unfolded organically. He mm-hmm. was like, Kevin, he's like, you know, you have this, this skill set you've got. Why don't you come and share at my annual event in October and share with these folks uh, what you're doing and stuff. And I was like, sure, sounds great. And he's like, and, and also before you come... Make sure you document what you do and how you do it because a certain percentage of those in the audience, they're going to want help from you and, and make sure you're able to give them that. <laughs> and, and you know, and there was no talk about like, oh, we're going to make a boatload of money if we do this or anything like that. He was like, you know what? I've got an audience of people. You have something that would be valuable to them. My goal is, is you know, you're, you're going to do that. You're going to help me further my relationship with those folks and in the process, if we help them, then revenue gets created from that. And yeah. that, it was that simple. <laughs> yeah.
0: Love it. Uh, well, first of all, that makes me feel better because back, back in Oh three, I was not doing anything in business that I was happy about. So it <laughs> makes me, it makes me feel better that, uh, like I'm, I'm, uh, I'm getting into this world and learning more about strategic partnerships and have done some. And, uh, uh, yeah, like it, it helps to be in the game and around smart people for a long time And those opportunities will present yourselves themselves if you're if you're open to it Especially if you have a high level skill set, which you do Um, so let's talk about some of the misconceptions So other than just not let's say not being aware of it and not even looking for it at all Let's say someone is aware They know that these things are possible and they're kind of on the lookout But what are some of the other misconceptions that can still sink them?
1: Well, I'll tell you, you know, the, the, the biggest one, because we've all experienced it, we've all experienced this, Matt, where where people have reached out to us and said, hey, we should we should do something together, or, you know, maybe, you know, you should introduce me to your clients or what have you, and, and if you do, then I will compensate you for that. I'd be happy to pay you for referrals. You know, mm-hmm. we've all had some version of that conversation, either people reaching out to us suggesting that, or maybe even we have tried reaching out to other people with that kind of a conversation. And and the challenge is, is that, you know, in many instances, most instances, talking about money, we're talking about the wrong currency, especially with established entrepreneurs. Uh, Because, you know, I can tell you, like, so, for example, we go back to Joe, for example, there, Uh, if, you know, he would not have put me in front of his audience no matter what, didn't matter how much money could have been produced, how much revenue could have been produced, if he thought for a second that I was going to damage the reputation that he had already created with all of those people. Mm -hmm. And, And knowing Joe like I do, I know hands down that reputation is a far more valuable currency to him than money. And, and that is true with most entrepreneurs as well. You know, we're not going to introduce anybody else to our sphere of influence. We don't care how much money we can make from doing that if it, would, if it was going to damage our reputation with the people that we've created. So the first big thing is learn how to talk about the right currency. Right. And, and, and there's five currencies that, quite honestly, you know what, I, I don't want to say I've discovered this. I mean, I, it's, it's been put out by other people, but it's, but it's time, identity, money, energy, and reputation. Those are the five core currencies. And we need to be able to speak with people about what and find out what the currency is that's most valuable to them. And, and that can change, you know, that's depending true. on where they're at, you know, right now in their life, in their business, all of that.
0: And so that's really good.
1: Speak to that currency that's most valuable to them and offer to give them more of that. That's when we get cooperation.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So this is really good. Okay. So when you, let's say somebody comes in and pitches you on the idea of doing something together, right? Yep. And let's say they get the currency, right? They, they come up with a pitch that's meaningful, right? Whether you need, you want to maximize the, the lifetime value of your customers. So they're offering you a way to make additional revenue off of your email list, or, you know, they want to enhance your reputation. They have a joint venture that would raise your status or something like that. So let's say they get it right. They reach out with a good pitch. How do you, on the receiving end, evaluate that and decide whether it's worth your time to pursue? Because everything sounds good up front.
1: Yep, yep. And so, so I mean, you, you know, usually you're, well, so Matt, the way that you and I connected is, mm-hmm. is such a perfect example of this. Okay. We were connected by a mutual friend mm-hmm. who already knew both of us. Yeah. And, and that's the way that I prefer to get connected as well is through somebody who already knows both parties and, and, uh, you know, cause when we, when we're connected that way, uh, we are like, you know, we, we there's that, there's what's the right word I'm looking for, that level of trust that already exists, which yes. then allows the relationship to move forward much quicker. You know that, that cause typically if we, if we're talking with somebody who doesn't know us at all. You know, it, it takes a whatever amount of time to create trust and to, in order to do anything. Yeah. But when you go through an introduction like this, it compresses that trust because it's already there through the mutual part. Yeah. And so that's, that's for one, that's a great way to connect, uh, as far as doing strategic mm-hmm. partnerships or for anything else for that matter, whatever you're looking to do. Uh,
0: <laughs> great but, for you know, prospecting and lead generation too.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, And so and as far as like, you know, looking at this is like, you know, as we're talking with a potential partner or whatever we're looking at here, you know, is this going to help further what's most important to me right now? And not just not just the, the currencies that we've talked about, but, you know, is, you know does this tie in with something I'm doing? Does this, is this going to further the relationship with my people? Is this going to help make my business run smoother? Is this going to take something off of my plate so that I can free up the time that it takes there. Now I can focus on something that's higher productivity or more enjoyable for me. Those are all the things that we're looking at. Is this going to benefit me? Because that's what everybody wants to know is how is this going to benefit me? And, and in our situation, you know, I mean, my goal was just to, you know, come here and be able to help you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, yeah,
0: well, I like the, I like the ELF, the easy, lucrative, and fun. That's a pretty yeah. good litmus test for joint ventures too. Cause I feel like, I, you know, with, with a lot of uh, potential joint ventures and this could be down to as simple as something as a podcast sponsorship, Yes, it'll be, it'll hit two out of three, right? It'll be potentially lucrative, maybe even potentially fun because you get to have maybe the sponsor wants to be on your show and you like them, right? You enjoy talking to them. The pro- the problem is it's not easy or something like that. It'll usually hit two out of those three, right? It, it might be lucrative, but it's not easy or it's easy, but it's not lucrative, but it is fun, right? Okay. So you have to like balance those things together. So I, I like that that ELF framework is a good way. Like the, the best joint ventures will hit all three. It's something that you can pretty much do easily and it's lucrative and it's fun to do.
1: Absolutely. Yes.
0: yes. So I love that
1: right litmus test. You bet. Yeah.
0: All right, so uh, so let's talk just very briefly about uh, what are some of the things that you would watch out for when you're structuring those types of uh, strategic partnership deals.
1: Well, the first thing is you know your your intuition, if you will. You know, does this okay. feel right? That's the first thing. You know, okay. and, and if it doesn't feel right right from the get go, if you're getting that like eh, I just don't know, yeah. then you know what. Listen to, <laughs> Listen to that, and um, and and then, and then you know what you just said about you know ELF is easy, easy, lucrative, fun, and stuff. You know that, that's a great qualifier right there. You know, mm-hmm. is this going to be easy for me? Is this going to be? Can this be lucrative for me? Can this be fun? And, and quite honestly, you know, lucrative doesn't just mean money, like we've been talking about. You know, can certainly mean money and revenue, but it it can be relationships. It can be time. It can be you know these other currencies as well.
0: Yeah, very good point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, ha- have you done like in the marketing world that you're in? I mean, you're generating leads for people. Um, do you do you do any joint venture deals where maybe it's a set fee plus bonus or set fee plus percentage? Have you tinkered around with doing joint ventures with your clients?
1: We we have done some of that as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What's where your experience been? I mean, we, we charge, we can do a, a fee or a fee plus percentage of increase in sales. And uh, we, we've done both. In fact, we offer both yeah. uh, and, and give clients an option for that as well. Okay. Uh, where, where it'll be, you know, lower fee with a percentage of, of sales, you know, percentage yeah, of season. results or... Yeah a higher fee without the percentage of results kind of thing tied to it. So okay. we have, we've got, I, I mean, I've got uh, friends and clients that, that I know that uh, are, are can, will stay off. I, I've got a couple guys that are like solely uh, results based only kind of a thing. And, okay. and they are, you know, so like, you know, I mean, Travis, Jimmy, those guys come to mind that like, they're like totally results based only.
0: So, okay. So what, what happens over, over the long, because I, I, like, I come out of the real estate world where commission splits are a, like you can, there, there's so much data to analyze in the real estate world Okay. With, with commission splits and how the incentives line up and how people behave when percentages are right versus when they're wrong. Yeah. And that, that's what I feel like, like when you're structuring a joint venture deal, I think that's one of the hardest things to get right is to get the percentages in such a way that both sides are motivated to do and follow through on what they promised to do and then for that to stay constant for the life of that relationship. So is there a, like any tips, anything about structuring deals that people can watch out for or just pitfalls, things that you've noticed to kind of avoid?
1: Definitely lots of pitfalls and and uh you know but here here's what I can tell you that I find, you know, is you know, a long-term relationship, mm-hmm. uh in order for that to happen, both sides of the equation, both parties have to be happy with the results. And as soon as one side or the other starts to become unhappy with the results, that's when the relationship starts to break down. Yeah. And, you know, and a lot of people want to come from this negotiation standpoint of like, you know, I want to, I want to get the upper hand. I want to get the better deal on this or what have you. And and as soon, like I said, as soon as somebody feels like they're getting the short end of the stick, that's when the relationship is going to break down. Yeah. So, and so far with us, you know, what we, What we always do and what I tell people is like, you know what, if you are never, if you're not ever not just ecstatic to pay mm-hmm. us our fee and what we've arranged here right now, what we've spoken about, then you know what, we need to revisit this mm-hmm. because I'm far more concerned about having the long-term relationship than I am about short-term, I'm getting the better end of the stick kind of a yeah. thing, you
0: know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, that's something I learned from a couple of mentors that were very steered me in the right direction, let's put it that way, on, on that to have that approach. So I love that. Um, let's talk about uh, going back to the networking part and kind of uncovering these types of opportunities. So, what have you noticed that kind of works for you? How do you go about personally networking? You mentioned the mastermind with Joe Polish. That's one of them. Outside of that, let's say, how do you like to network and meet new people that might be good potential clients or strategic partners?
1: Masterminds are a good, good place, obviously, uh, you know, attending industry events are a good place, getting connected like you and I did here. Yeah, uh, this, a, The majority of of the networking that I do, it mm-hmm. comes that way. You know, mm-hmm. it comes through introductions from people saying, you know, hey, you know, so and so you should talk with Kevin or Kevin, you should talk with so and so. Uh, and it's like, I mean, like that happens on a daily basis for me. I'm having conversations with, with people that got introduced to me by a mutual friend. Mm. And so that happens really regular. It doesn't require travel. doesn't require going to a mastermind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and as far as like, once I'm connected with somebody, I see, I, I am just genuinely curious and interested about entrepreneurs. I, I love too. talking with entrepreneurs uh, that's just been a, a a thing for me, and I love talking with them about, you know, hey, what's working well for you? What's not working well? What challenges you're dealing with? And mm-hmm. uh, and and I just I I, I ask really good questions, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which I mean, you know, what what lets me know I've asked a good question is when somebody will say, you know what, man, that is a good question, and I I got to think about that <laughs> one. <laughs>
0: You know, and so. it's 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 funny because it's true and i did a whole like in my world of like producing podcasts people want to have like potential clients on their show and interview uh-huh. them now, and then they don't realize that that's why like when they ask really good questions they're going to create awkward pauses in their own podcast yeah. by asking the guests really good questions that they don't have the answer to Yes. So it's, yeah, it is one of those funny things. If you try to use a podcast to interview a bunch of potential clients it, Sometimes the interviews end up being a little bit awkward because they're, they're still suffering for the problem that you're offering to Solve with your service. Anyway, so I, I get a kick out of that um, yeah. Okay, so tell me a little bit and then we'll shift uh, gears to talk a little bit about your ideal clients and stuff But I would love to know so obviously you're not sitting around uh, You know doing all the lead generation work for clients you're you're leading Tell me a little bit about what the structure of the business and the team is
1: yeah. So we, we've got people that help us. Now, a lot of a lot of the work that we do is <laughs> excuse me, through our own network that, that we've just created over the years. And I got my partner, Alex, and I work on this together. Okay. And uh, it is through our existing network. Uh, then we also have specialists that we've met over the years uh, that we just started doing stuff together. Mm-hmm. And, and we're like, hey, you know, what about the idea of you helping us with our clients with this particular thing too? And so because the relationships go back and we already know they've got a track record of getting great results for their clients, we just like put things in place and say, hey, why don't you help us too? So what, you know, it's kind of interesting that everything I teach is just stuff that I've been doing all and, and you know, in the simplest of terms, it's just—it's—it's it's really the the golden rule, which is treat others like you'd want to be treated, and that's all I've been doing all these years, and give them a great experience, and you know, and and like you know, even when I've done projects where we thought that like, okay, this is going to work out incredible, this is going to be awesome, and it didn't get the results that we'd hoped for, the relationship was still furthered because. We both were in hundred percent. We were in hundred percent. We gave it all, we put our best foot forward. And you know, I've had people come to me, well, Kev, what happens if we don't get the results we'd hoped for? You know, I don't want the relationship to be damaged. And when I kind of point this out, they're like, oh yeah, that makes sense, of course, you know? Cause like, we we, we never know, you know, we, we could get an idea and we could get excited, but like not, you know, sometimes things go as we as we want and as we'd hoped. Sometimes they go even better than we'd hoped. And sometimes they don't go as well as we would hoped. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no matter what you do this right, the relationship is going to be furthered.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I, I think that's part of what requires such a high level of trust and a really, really good reputation because that's what makes people say, well, I don't know what exactly the results are gonna be and you can't even promise me what they are for sure. But I can promise that we're both gonna put our effort in and as long as we do that, the relationship will be good. And I think you're right about that. As long as the other, each each side of the party believes that the other person is giving the right amount of effort, even if the results don't turn out the way they want it to, I think the relationship ends up being furthered. You're absolutely right. I've had joint ventures where like, I was going to take a version of my podcast service into the financial advisor space. They're still good friends of mine, even though I ended up turning the company over to them to let them run it because they didn't need a third partner after I set up the operations. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to withdraw, go with God, like, and, and they're still doing amazingly well. Uh, But the relationship was so much furthered by us just kind of setting that up and going through that process of just like building the initial foundation of the business. It was actually a lot of fun. And the only mistake that I think I made was just getting too excited about being part of it ongoing. I should have just gone into it with a defined horizon. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, so different things like that. You just, yeah, you just have to get out there and try some stuff and then you realize certain things that work better for you. And that may not be true for everybody, but you start to get a feel for what types of strategic partnerships work best for you. Where you can grow your heart and soul into it and do a good job for the other person. So that's a quick aside on that. Um, Let's uh, just give people a quick idea. What are the four or five bullet points that they're in the audience? Because we've got a lot of agency owners, coaches, consultants, and high-level people that own seven-figure businesses in the audience. How do they know they're a good client or strategic partner for you?
1: Okay, okay. So our ideal client. Yeah, we've got five specific things that we look for right up front. You know, they uh, our ideal client. They need to have a process. Uh, that can converge 25% of more of their prospects to clients. Meetings. So they've already got a process in place that works. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, their business is doing between half a million and 10 million in annual sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, third, they, they have a client value that is $30,000 or more per year. So that's about approximately $2,500 a month minimum. Mm-hmm. Uh, and fourth, uh, they obviously have to have a track record of getting great results for their clients and a good reputation in their marketplace. And fifthly, uh, kind of like what you started this whole thing off with, you have to be able to easily explain what you do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So hopefully they show up on your doorstep and they already have a clear and compelling idea that resonates with their ideal clients That's right. because you and I have both noticed the same thing, which is that if they can't do that, that is a symptom of a lack of focus that filters down in the whole rest of the business exactly. and their life, right? Yeah, it just makes it difficult to work with them. So I love that. So let's close out with this. Um, so first of all, where can people go to connect with you? And then I've got one final question for you.
1: Okay, so uh, you know, I'll just say, you know, if, if you don't meet the criteria that we talked about just now, mm-hmm. uh, go to partnershipplaybook.com. Uh, I, I offer a, a free resource. They're called the uh, Relationship Capital Scorecard that will be really valuable for you. Uh, you can pick that up. I, I quite kindly, I, uh, Dan Sullivan of Strategic Coach helped me develop that tool. And awesome. uh, I'm, uh, I, I'm really proud of that and the results that have come for folks from that. If you do meet the criteria we just talked to, i talked about, and you'd like to discuss this more, you can go to my calendar. I've got a calendar at KT for Kevin Thompson, ktcalendar.com. And uh, you can book a time for us to talk. And what I'm going to do, I'll, I'll shoot you a few questions. Okay. Uh, to make sure that there's nothing preventing me from helping you. And, and if it makes sense, we can talk about doing a pilot program together. And so that, mm-hmm. it's that simple. That's
0: so, so good. I, I like that approach too. All right, very cool. So last question is what what resource, if you would recommend one, um, of maybe somebody else that was influential on you that got opened up your mind, got you thinking about relationships and strategic partnerships?
1: I'll tell you what, this is a hands down, uh, it was a book called The Go-Giver by Bob Burke. Okay. And uh, my friend Pedro Scullion gave that to me several years ago as a gift. And that was a game changer. So, you know, it's a simple story. I don't know if you've read it or not, but a simple yeah, yeah. story, but just allowed me to start looking at relationships and how to treat people and just a whole, I mean, I, 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 I've been good at it for years, quite honestly. And I just treat mm-hmm. people like I would want to be treated, but that was a powerful, powerful book. On creating relationships. It's interesting
0: because I, I, I had, I had a, I have a book in mind that I thought maybe you were going to say, and you, you threw me off. You went, you went with the go giver. Um, here's the book I thought you would say, which is J. Abraham, How to Get Everything You Can Out of All You Got.
1: See, so you now that's a good one too, for sure, no doubt.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah so you talk about like, like the other currencies and, and making sure that their, their reputation is protected to their client base. Like that, yeah, to me, that, like that all goes back to Jay's strategy of preeminence. Absolutely. Like if everything flows from there, starts from there, and then you look for joint ventures that kind of fit underneath that umbrella of being the preeminent expert and supporting other people to be the preeminent expert to their audience. And if everything flows from there, it makes a lot of, a lot of other things fall into place. Yes, yeah. yeah. So I love that. So those two books, The Go-Giver and How to Get Everything You Can out of All You Got. Kevin, this is awesome. I really appreciate it. You've got a super high-level uh, network and, and network of relationships. Um, and I'd love for people, for people to get into your world. So make sure that they get over to, I think you said, was it Partnership Playbook?
1: Yep. Partnershipplaybook.com. Yep.
0: Perfect. All right. Kevin, I really appreciate it. Thanks again so much for coming on the show.
1: My pleasure. My pleasure, Matt.
0: Hey, Rockstars. Thank you so much. I appreciate you investing your time, your effort, your energy into the show. I don't take that lightly. I so appreciate uh, you all listening and the feedback that I get from those of you who listen and engage with the show. Uh, Whether you agree or disagree with the things we talk about, I love hearing from you. So please reach out. And if you are in the audience and you're a business coach, a consultant, or you're in creative services, and you're thinking about using guest appearances on podcasts and interviews to boost your business, grow your brand, build more influence and attract ideal clients, or maybe you're watching other people in your space do that and you're wondering if this strategy will work for you and how to make that work, I did a special training with a client, Dana Malstaff, who runs the Boss Mom Podcast. We produce her show. And we did a training all about that. And it's called How to Get Featured on the Right Podcast and get your ideal clients flocking to you. And a few of the things that we covered in that training, it's, it's short, it's content packed, it's only about 35 minutes long. And we talked about how to get featured on podcasts in less than two hours a week, how to find the exact right podcast for you and make friends with those podcast hosts, how to become micro-famous so you're known, liked and trusted in your space and really how to, uh, how to craft a story hook uh, that really gets the attention of podcast hosts and gets them to say yes when you reach out and pitch yourself as a guest. And so we talk about all that and a bunch more in that training. So it's available at how to That's how to getfeatured.com. Pop your information in there. It's free and you get it in you know instant access to watch. You don't have to wait for a follow-up email. You don't have to wait for a fake webinar that's not actually live. None of that. It's a recorded training. You get instant access. So go check it out. I'd appreciate it. And I've said it before on previous episodes. This is my number one marketing strategy for myself. For 2019. And I learned a lot of these things in the process of building the system for myself and my staff to pitch me as a expert guest on podcasts. And whenever somebody, one of, whether it's one of my own clients or my friends and peers and colleagues in this space that we all run in, it's my number one recommendation for them too, to grow their brand build their influence and attract ideal clients. So if that's you and you want more of that, go check that out. That's at howtogetfeatured.com. Thanks again so much. And we'll see you on the next episode of the UX podcast.